What's up, guys? Welcome to Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett. I'm Trenton. And I'm Brett. Let's Let's talk. talk. Welcome back to those of you out there joining us today to Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett. I am one of your hosts, Trenton Cruz, alongside me, my friend Brett Heilman. How's it going today, Brett? It's going good, man. It's good to be back in here today. Holidays are over. That stress in everybody's life will hopefully begin to fade away a little bit so you can get back to your regular stresses in life, your jobs, and everything else that we have to deal with. But you know what? It's a blessing. It's a new year. Looking forward to new things taking place. And I am believing that this year is going to be a great year. What do you think, Trenton? Welcome to 2021. (laughs) Hopefully a year of great reviving in the world, country, believers the church which has been asleep and we've talked about that in other episodes we won't go there today but yes i am excited to see what's going to happen this year holidays the last two weeks of the year always wear me out i get Mm. to the end of the two weeks and it's like wow i'm tired (laughs) i've been going for two weeks so we finally get a break we do thank those of you out there checking us out right now for joining us wherever you're at in your car or in the world Thank you so much. Be sure that you hit us up on the email, which is wait.letstalk at gmail.com. If you have questions or things you would like us to discuss on the air, we've been discussing a few other things. We want to start putting in some shows here coming up, so look for those coming in the future. Today, we are going to be continuing in the book of John. If you would rather leave a voice message, you may do that, and we will air it on the show unless you specifically say you don't want it to. And you can do that by clicking the voice message button at the bottom of the details of each episode on whatever platform you're checking this out on. And make sure you check us out on Facebook at Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett. And like we say every time, that's where you're going to get the latest shows, the latest videos that we post, and all the latest information that is regarding the show. So make sure and check us out on Facebook. Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett. Share, 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 share this. And if, you, if you're if you on YouTube, I, had, I did post episode 25 here recently share those videos because those videos give people an idea of what we do on the show if you know people on youtube and it also will point them to the podcast where they can check us out week to week much like many of you are doing out there and we thank you so much for that share it on social media whatever platforms you use share it we would love for you to help us spread the news the good news to all who will listen thank you so much anyway today we're going to be continuing on our john study just like i mentioned a minute ago And I believe it's been about a month, but we left off in John chapter 8, verse 12 is where we're going to pick up today, because the last time we were in the book of John, we talked about the woman that had committed adultery, and Jesus said that he who is without sin cast the first stone. That feels like forever since we've been in the book of John, but man, I'm looking forward to getting back into it. The heading at the top of this one is called, I am the light of the world, and we are in John chapter 8, verse 12. And it says, again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So the Pharisees said to him, You are bearing witness about yourself. Your testimony is not true. Jesus answered, Even if I do bear witness about myself, my testimony is true. For I know where I come from and where I am going. But you do not know where I come from or where I am going. You judge according to the flesh. I judge no one. Yet even if I do judge, my judgment is true. For it is not I alone who judge, but I and the Father who sent me. 
In your law it is written that the testimony of two people is true. I am the one who bears witness about myself, and the Father who sent me bears witness about me. They said to him, Therefore, where is your father? Jesus answered, You know neither me nor my father. If you knew me, you would know you would know my father also. In verse 20, These words he spoke in the treasury as he taught in the temple, but no one arrested him because his hour had not yet come. As I take a look at what we just read, and really the verse that's sticking out to me most right now is uh, 14, I believe. So um, we'll get to that in a minute. I do want to start back up in verse 12 so that we can kind of get through each verse, which is what we try to do here on the air. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. We have many people in the world today that are walking blind and they don't even know it. And I believe Jesus has been using his church and it's, we're starting to see a rise, I believe, in the church with boldness. And people are coming to know Christ. They're seeing the light so that they no longer have to walk in darkness. And there are some that choose to walk in darkness because they don't want to see the light. Those people, I feel sorry for. <laughs> you know, Trenton, this verse 12, I was telling you earlier, but I didn't really, I didn't really get into it. Years and years ago, whenever I was just a young preacher, <laughs> probably I had to be... Oh man, probably 20, something like that. I was uh, preaching at a small church there in Illinois. And I had been preaching there about, I don't know, four months at the time. I think I was there for about six months uh, filling in. And I, what do they call that? I had sermon block or (laughs) something, you know? It's like, man, I I had no idea what to preach. You know, I was like, man, I'm, I'm lost for everything right now. God, why do you want me to preach? I was praying. Before I went to bed that night, Lord, show me what you would have me to preach. You know, this this isn't something that happens to me that often. I don't have, like, dreams from the Lord a whole lot, you know. I wish I did. <laughs> but this was one of those dreams, and I, I've, I've shared it a few times, so I'm going to share it again here because it goes really well with this. So I prayed for God to show me what he would have me to preach that following Sunday. And it was getting pretty close. It was like Thursday, and I'm I'm got nothing. So I go to sleep that night, and as I begin to dream, sometime in the night, I walk into this dark, pitch black room. Can't see a floor, can't see anything. I don't even really remember walking. I just know that I was in this dark room. It's almost like I was hovering in it. And in the middle of the room, there's an open book. It's this huge, huge book. It's like a... I don't even know how to explain it. It's like three times bigger than like those big family Bibles are. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's I mean, it's a huge book, right? And it's sitting on this podium, and there's a light which I can't see where the light's coming from, but it's kind of a dim light in this pitch black dark room, and all I can see is this podium and the book. So anyway, I go up to the book, and as I look down over it, I can't see. I see that there's words, but I can't make out any of the words. All of the words are blurry. Except for almost right in the middle of the book, this little, uh, you know what it looks like when you highlight something on your computer, it kind of puts it in a box? Mm -hmm. That's what it looked like, and it highlighted one phrase in this book, and it put it in this box of light, and it said, a light in the darkness, and then the dream was over, and I woke up. So, needless to say, that Sunday, I preached this message about Christ being the light of the world, and about how we are to be a light in the darkness to this world 
And that was just one of the more remarkable things. I mean, it was as I was a young Christian and a young preacher, God was showing me something in that dream, you know, that he does speak to us. Mm. But I wanted to share that because whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And that's one of the things that Christ is, I really believe, wants every Christian to get and every Christian to understand that once we make that decision to follow him, we're no longer walking in the darkness. And we can see the darkness that's all around us. But with Christ, you're engulfed in the light. Just like that that scripture was engulfed in the light. And it was the only thing that I could see. Now we can see the evil that's around us. And we know that it's there. But when we walk with Christ, we're walking inside of a light. And we don't fear those things that are around us anymore. I like it in Matthew 5. He talks about this thing too. Where he's talking. He's doing the Sermon of the Mount. And he comes to the point where he says, You're the light of the world. Uh, the light on the hill can't be hidden. And I'm paraphrasing, of course, so I don't have the exact scriptures in front of me. But basically saying that your light can't be hidden, that that light has to be there to shine a light in the darkness. And then he goes on to say, you're the salt of the earth. If the salt has lost its flavor, what good is it but to be thrown out? So Christ, I believe, is at a point, and I believe we're going to start seeing some of this happen in 2021. I'm just listening to... Some prophets and preachers and people talking about things that may be coming this year. And I believe we're going to start seeing more and more things happening happening in 2021 that the light is waking up. It's been asleep. And, and it can seem, especially depending on churches, I'm not accusing any particular church, but in some churches, that the lights went out or the salt has lost its flavor. And people are tired of church as usual. They don't want church as usual. They want something that is real. And this generation, the way that we reach this generation is by giving them something that is real. And that is the gospel. Jesus is as real as it gets. I can't explain that to you if you're not a believer. I can't explain the change. I can't explain it when he speaks to us or gives us visions like the one Brett just gave you. I've had some of those in my lifetime where he gives me a vision for a particular moment. He gives me a message. And one night I might wake up in the wee a.m. hours at like 1 o'clock and I'm up all night because God has given me something. He wants me to write it down. I've had dreams and visions where I woke up at 3 just to write down what had happened because I felt like that's what I was supposed to do. And it's in those moments that he's as real as he can be to you. And so the moment he's talking about, I can relate because I had some of those moments in my life too. And there's really no explanation. So if you're out there and you're not a believer, the reason a believer can't explain it to you is because you've never experienced it. And you need to experience that. And for many people, that first step in experiencing that is salvation. So just something to be thinking about. So the Pharisees said to him, you are bearing witness about yourself. Your testimony is not true. They're trying to say he's a false prophet. He's fake. He's not legit. Check out Jesus's answer. Remember, this is where I said I wanted to kind of go with it was verse 14. He answers, even if I do bear witness about myself, my testimony is true for I know where I come from and where I am going. But you do not know where I come from or where I am going. One thing that came to mind while you were reading that a minute ago to me was a Christian that is seeking God. You know who you are in the spirit. You know who you are as an individual. Maybe you're one of those Christians still seeking. That's fine. As long as you're seeking out for that purpose. But once you discover who God has called you to be, then there is nothing. And Jesus here is telling them, I'm here for a purpose. I'm here for a reason. And that's the reason I believe I was relating to that there is because 
Once you discover the purpose God has for your life and what just for you, because there's something that you can do listening to me out there. There's something Brett, myself, you out there listening can do that nobody else in the world can do. God has given you that gift and you that ability. And there is no one exactly like you. Even science tells us that. So be encouraged and understand something. Once you figure that out, there is nothing in this world, including some religious knuckleheads telling you that you're bearing false witness, that is going to waver you from the promise God has given you. So I want to encourage you, be encouraged knowing if God's told you to do something, it will come to pass. Don't let the naysayers and the doubters and religious people talk you out of the gift God has for you because you will miss it if you do. You know, looking here at the religious teachers again, and, and what Jesus says to him, my testimony is true for I know where I come from and where I am going. Jesus is sure of who he is. He knows who he is. And these religious leaders, at the same time, he's, he's telling them, you don't know where I come from or where I am going. And I look at that as, man, he, that, that's a shot at them because they should know who he is. You know, we've talked about that numerous, numerous times that these religious leaders have no idea who Jesus is. And they should. You know, they're the ones that have taught the people. They're the ones that have been out there. And everybody at that time, you know, their time's like our time now. They were looking for the first coming of the Messiah. We're looking for the second coming of the Messiah. And he's there in the flesh, the light of the world, the one that's going to change history, you know, the one that's going to change the hearts of men and women for thousands of years, literally. And they're missing it. And it's right there in front of them. But if I could back up for just one second, I wanted to share something about, you know, we were talking about the darkness before we get too far ahead of that. I did a message one time and I had a flashlight and I turned all the lights off in the church and I turned on that flashlight and I wanted people to understand and to recognize something. We are the light. Well, Christ is the light that's in that world, but Christ shines through us, right? The light of Christ shines through us. And wherever we go, we can cut through that light or cut through that darkness. So I turned on a flashlight and I wanted the people to recognize something. And that's wherever the light went, the darkness fleed. It disappeared. Mm -hmm. And every time the light went away from where it once was, the darkness came back. But that darkness could never come into the light it can never do it because the light always will make the darkness flee and disappear and i I don't think the pharisees at that time is understanding what jesus is talking about and i think that if christians today trenton would recognize and i want to make sure i say this right because i'm not trying to say that we are powerful but it's, it's god that's in us it's his light that he puts in us we got to recognize what we have and I think that that's one of the biggest things right now that is wrong is we don't recognize what we have. We think that we're powerless because we go to church, and if I'm talking to you, I'm sorry, but we go to church and we sit in pews and we sing a few songs and we hear a message and we get up and we go back to our life. If that's your Christian walk, then yeah, you're powerless because you, you don't exercise what you've been, what you've been given. We have to, and we were talking about this today at church. Prayer is such a big thing in a Christian's life that if you don't have a prayer life, your your Christian walk is suffering, and you don't even realize it's suffering. 
Think of if you would just pray and you would dig deeper into God and take this year, like we talked about last time on the New Year's episode, take this year to dig deeper into God and to be the light that God wants you to be, to be the light of the world. You're going to recognize the power that is in you that you have to lead people to Christ. Now that I went off on a little bit of a rabbit trail. I'll go ahead and plug him in amen because I know he's looking for one. But anyway, when you were talking about that, there's something else that you'll notice happens when you put a dark room. And I'm sure you noticed that. Oh, you probably couldn't because it was dark. But when you shine that light like you did in the dark room, all eyes were on that light. Mm. They weren't looking at the darkness. Yep. It's kind of like when you sit around a bonfire. Have anybody ever noticed when you sit around a bonfire outside in the middle of the fall... Everybody just stares at the fire. (laughs) It's like there's something about it that draws you to it. It's the same with Christians, and I think that's kind of what Jesus is getting here. People are drawn to me, because check out what he says in verse 15. He says, you judge according to the flesh. I judge no one. Then he comes back in 16, because we know he's God, so yeah, he's got the right to judge. But he's, I judge no one. He's coming to everyone. In verse 16, he says, yet even if I do judge, my judgment is true. For it is not I alone who judge... But I am the Father who sent me. In your law it is written that the testimony of two people is true. I am the one who bears witness about myself, and the Father who sent me bears witness of me. And he threw the Pharisees for a loop right there. But understand something, Jesus, and we've talked about it before, and if you've noticed that he keeps... Repeating the same message in different ways to these religious knuckleheads we call Pharisees over and over for just the first eight chapters of John. And you've noticed, imagine Jesus. Imagine Jesus having to repeat himself a million times and they still don't get it. But for those who are listening as he's teaching that are getting it. See, this is where we need to be able to relate, especially as believers. Just because the person you're talking to isn't listening, it appears... One, they could be listening and you just don't know it because their facial expression ain't letting you know. But two, you never know how many people that are around you that are eavesdropping on that conversation that are hearing what you're talking about. I've had that happen. And people come up and just respect what you said. And then they have questions. And you notice that when I worked at uh, the Rock Quarry where Brett works at, I would notice we would be down on the river or somewhere and in groups – Everyone would make fun of the Christian and all that. But then when it came to being by themselves and, you know, people like me and Brett who were holding strong the faith best we knew how or faith best we knew how, they would come in private. Hey, I got a question. I had that happen to me on multiple occasions and not just there, but in many times in your life. Because in groups, people want to, you know, do the, I guess the cool, I don't even know if that's a word anymore, (laughs) do the thing that's most popular in the group. But when you get them by themselves, that's when you can be, they can begin to relate, you can begin to relate to them, and you can get to the real bottom of what's going on in their life. And that's those moments that we need to be able to take advantage of as Christians. Your outward witness, when you don't think anybody's watching, I'm here to tell you somebody's always watching. So just remember that because you are the light. Jesus said, you're the light of the world. A city on a hill can't be hidden. or I can't remember the exact wording of that scripture. But basically, you can't hide the light under a, a lampstand or something. You, you want it out on the lampstand where everybody can see it. And you so, know, just throwing that out if, there. If you think that people don't aren't attracted to light, this summer, go out on your front porch, turn on your light, and see what happens. 
you're going to have about a billion bugs <laughs> come to that light. And you know what? Our uh, my friend Dane said something said something like this to me one time. You know, the bugs always come to the light. And you know, the the sinners of the world, they will come to that light. You just got to make sure that your light is shining. And if it is, you're going to have the bugs. You're going to have the the things that are the people that uh, don't think they don't have any hope or the people you know the the drug addicts and just all the different types of people that are in the world you'll have them come to your light because that's how it's designed and it's a simple metaphor or how, however you want to put it just turning on your porch light and watching the thing watching the bugs come to that light mm. everything is attracted to light that's the way it's been made that's the way it's created and remember that because next time jesus says i judge no one and he said that not because he doesn't have the right, but he was letting them know that I'm here for everybody. I'm here to reach. You can't expect to put a person in a box of how you think they should be acting if they want to come to you and be witness to. I see that happen with so many religious people, and that is one thing that is most aggravating a pet peeve of mine is that people will try, like, oh, even Jesus talked about it in the scripture, and I can't think exactly where right now. We may have talked about it in this John study. He was talking about... um I was reading one of the scriptures where he was talking about if you treat a rich person better than you treat a poor person, woe to you. Mm. You need to understand that because that's what people do, especially religious people. Like you see someone with a little money walking in your door. Guess what? God doesn't see their money. God sees the heart. And then the pulpers in the back coming in in their raggedy clothes and you try to give the rich person the best seat and the pulper comes in the back and, oh, you can sit back there on the floor or out of the way somewhere. You know, you stink. You know, you smell. And we're going to leave this for these people. Now, that God's quite the opposite of that. He's not looking at money. He's not looking at wealth. He's looking to the individual. And that's something we need to understand when we when it comes to judging people. Like Jesus is saying, I judge no one. I'm here to receive everyone. Now, there comes a point when you have to be able to determine the right and wrong. But when you've got baby Christians or people that are just now coming to know anything about this faith, you can't expect them to be in a perfect box that you think they should look like when they walk in your church. It just doesn't happen that way. In my church, and I've said it especially in our early on messages, I hope the biggest drunken Jackson shows up at my <laughs> church and sits in the front row because they need Jesus just like the more respected people in society need Jesus. And those people that think any differently have forgotten who they were before God saved them from whatever mess, whatever it may have been in their own life. So remember that before you start putting a judgment on someone too soon. Let's say it that way. Because Jesus came to those people, the people who everyone else was rejecting. And I believe that is our job as a Christian. That's what God has called us to do, reaching others where they're at. Make sure your light's shining. And that's, you know, that's something that I deal with. If we could be real for a minute, you know, is I'm, I've confessed to Trenton plenty of times. I've missed opportunities to, to do things, number one, because I was scared, or number two, just because my heart wasn't in the right place. And I didn't realize it till I got in my car and drove off, and I heard the Holy Spirit say, well, you just totally blew it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and he, I've had those moments. He begins to tell me, like, look, I put this person here. And you just walked right past them and you blew it, man. And I'm like, so be willing to let the light shine, but also be ready for what the light draws in, mm. I guess is what we need to say. Be ready for what the light draws in. And look, God knows you're not perfect. And he knows that 
you're not going to have all of the perfect words to say at the perfect time. And you have to remember that it's it's not your job to save people. It's it's your job to be available to do what God's asking you to do. Mm. If that's just if that's a, a five dollar bill or buying somebody lunch, or if that's praying with somebody or just smiling at something, you'd be surprised how many times just smiling and saying hi to people mm. that look down in the dumps and then they kind of look at you and they smile at you. You you change that person's world because they seen the light that was inside of you. Mm. So that's yeah. Anyway, strange comparison, you know, came to mind while we were, we went and seen, uh, for those of you out there listening, the Wonder Woman movie, uh, we took our wives and we went out to watch it here this past week, and I was watching that blonde lady, and it, she stood out to me, even though she becomes the villain of the story, because she just goes over the edge finally. Don't give the whole plot. But, but what <laughs> you notice is, that's the type of, you notice that just because Diana, or whatever Wonder Woman's real name is, paid attention to her. Mm. It made her day, yeah. totally. And like he was just saying, the only reason I even brought that up, like he just said, you'd be surprised how many people, just by you acknowledging them and their presence that they're there, because many people feel invisible. That's not just a cartoon that you've seen that was a good cartoon. Yeah. I mean, there's cartoons and movies and whatever. That's actually people feel invisible. They feel like no one's paying attention anyway. And when you smile... You add, say hi even, or just yeah. acknowledge their presence, you may totally change their world at that point. So keep that in mind as you're out there I'm trying to remember how that, how that saying goes. It says, preach the gospel and also, or and sometimes use words. Mm, you know, yeah. and it's basically saying live, live, let your life be the gospel. It's not, oh, it's not your words that are the gospel. It's, it's your life. It's that light that's shining through you that people see and they're drawn to it. And I'm guilty, you know, I am. I'm guilty of failing, but it it's God's grace that I pick myself back up and I try again. And that's that's what we have to do. We have to draw the people in with what is living inside of us. And we all are. We're all guilty. <laughs> Brett and I on this show, That's and we try to hopefully show that when we put out shows. We're not doing the show because we think we're better than you. We're doing it so you can relate. <laughs> we're really out there with you even. We we can relate to those things that aren't always going right in life and the things that we mess up and the conviction he's talking about by missing moments. And I've had several of those in my lifetime where I've missed opportunities and after the moment came and went, I'm like, dang, I should have took advantage of that. Remember so. Paul said he was the chiefest of sinners, you know? He was... He he messed up more than anybody else. He said, so. And I mean, he wrote most of the Bible, most of the books in the New Testament, anyway. I mean, so the the idea of Christians being holier than thou. Ah, uh, me and Trenton are here to tell you that if you see one of them people, they live in a lie <laughs> because they mess up just as much as you do. The only, like I said before, the only difference between Christians and non Christians is forgiveness, and that's it. We're all still human. We're all still people. We just have the forgiveness of Christ and the light that he gives us, uh, the Holy Spirit living inside of us. That's the difference. The blood blood of Christ has covered our sins that we are still doing. We do our best not to, and I think that's the mindset, the shift that a Christian or a believer should have. I'm trying my best not to. You shouldn't be willingly going out and sinning because it's fun if you've received Christ. (laughs) Once you receive Christ, there's that will and that desire to 
go a different way. Do things different than you did before. So let's go ahead and wrap it up with the last four verses here. Oh, we actually already read 17 and 18, but I want to go back to it since we kind of stopped at 16 talking there. In your law, it is written that the testimony of two people is true. I am the one who bears witness about myself, and the Father who sent me bears witness about me. And they said to him, Where is your Father? And Jesus answered, You know neither me nor my Father. If you knew me, you would know my Father also. And these words he spoke in the treasury as he taught in the temple, but no one arrested him because his ha- his hour had not yet come. And one thing that comes to mind, especially when fear tries to keep you from accomplishing the will God has for your life, especially if you're out there listening, guess what? I got, I got some good news for you. You are not going to leave this earth. Nothing's going to happen to you a second sooner than God has done with what he's got for you. So make sure you're seeking after God's purpose in your life. And I guess unless you got more to add, we'll go ahead and give our closing statements and places you can make sure you're sharing this on social media. The email once again is wait.letstalk at gmail.com. The voice message button is located at the bottom of the details on each episode, no matter what platform you're checking it out on. Make sure you're sending us your questions, your thoughts. And we're seeing those numbers increasing again on the show. So thank you so much for those of you who are out there tuning, no matter where you are in the world. God bless you. I appreciate you. And go ahead and help us out by clicking that share button right now. Share it in a text message. Share it on social media. Help us spread the word because we would love to bring the gospel to as many people as possible. And I'm going to turn it over to Brett. I'm going to say God bless, and I'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. And just remember, let that light shine as you go out into your work week. And remember to let your light shine. Remember to check us out on Facebook at Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett. And if that is it, I guess we will go ahead and we will close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for another opportunity to study your word, to share your word, Father God, and to be encouraged and to encourage. Lord, we just pray, God, for blessings over each and every person listening. Lord, we pray for health. Father God, we pray for uh, prosperity, Lord, for people to be able to eat and to pay their bills, Father God. And we just pray, Lord, that you would continue to move with this show, Lord, that we do. That we will be, continue, Lord, to see growth and, Lord, that we can please you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I hope you were blessed and inspired by the content. Do us a favor, go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already, tell a friend, and share this on social media. We would love to share the good news with as many people as possible. We'd also love to hear from you. If you have topics you would like us to discuss on the air, you want to give a shout out, or maybe you just want to say hi, click on the message button below and let us know what's on your mind. Thank you for tuning in. God bless, and we'll see you next time.